Hello, beautiful souls. So Taylor and Annie, who was the special guest on this episode, shared in the Q&A on the episode Wanderlust that um, Taylor said, I loved this episode. I want to travel abroad so bad. It sounds so exciting. And I agree. I definitely think that it sounds so exciting. And the way that Annie described it made me want to travel even more. So Annie's little Q&A that she put on there was edit. I did not fly to Europe with $16,000. I would have slept in many more hotels and on so many less trains. I had maybe 1,700 total, could not go big, and eventually had to go home. So if you listened to the episode and um, you heard her say that, that was her disclaimer (laughs) to the fact that she misspoke. And I just, I love the humor in her response. So thank you so much, Taylor and Annie. And thanks again, Annie, for being on that episode. So if you're listening to this, I cannot wait to have you back. And to everyone else, feel free to keep leaving those Q&A responses, sending those private messages, answering the share cast, leaving Apple podcast reviews. I would love to hear what you have to say. It means a lot to me. And maybe your review will be featured on a future solo episode as well. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beautiful Legacy Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Gagnon, and today we are going to be talking about a day in the life of someone with chronic illness. So um, as I've talked about in the other Spoonie Life episodes, which is the mini series, if you are new here in the midst of the podcast. So um, if you do not know what the spoon theory is, please go listen to the very first Spoonie Life original episode. I'm pretty sure it was the second episode that came out um, either at the beginning of July of 2023 or um, at the end of June 2023. Anyways, So for me personally, I have multiple different health conditions that contribute to my daily pain, my daily like level of being able to do things. And I spoke about that in Spoonie Life Part 3. So if you have not listened to that, um, listening to that first may give you a little bit more understanding of what I'm talking about, but either way. So let's just imagine for a second that you are me (laughs) and you are in bed and it is early in the morning and your husband's alarm is going off. Now for somebody that doesn't deal with migraines and doesn't deal with other chronic pain, You may just be like, oh, that's annoying that I get woken up early in the morning. But for me, and since this is, we're pretending this is you, for you, it is different. And depending on how you feel with that alarm going and how much you can feel the sound in your head kind of is going to tell you how the rest of your day is going to play out. If you can feel like as if a bunch of little mini hammers are pounding away at your brain, 
you're going to know that today's going to be a rough day. Or, you know, not necessarily, because if you fall back to sleep and you get in deep enough sleep, there is potential that you may feel better. Now then imagine that in a few hours, your alarm goes off because you don't want to sleep the day away unless you're sick and are not able to. And then that goes off and because that's more of a soft wake up. It doesn't necessarily bother your head as much, but then when you go to turn the alarm off, you realize that opening your eyes gives an excruciating amount of pain into your head. So you're like, okay, well, I guess I can't really do anything. So you turn off the alarm and then you're stuck with the debate similar to I woke up and I need to pee, but do I get up and pee and wake myself up more by walking around or do I stay in bed and continue to try to sleep, but maybe the fact that I need to pee is going to make it so I can't fall back to sleep. So you're kind of in that similar debate, but you have to decide whether going back to sleep is going to help the pain or whether you should get up and A, get a ice pack, like a new one that's cold, and then try to go back to sleep and see if that helps. Or maybe multiple different things may help, like taking meds. But at the pain level you're at, you don't want to waste the strong meds because yes, they may help, but if you can only take them every so often because of how strong they are. So do you take the strong pain med and potentially waste the strong pain med because it may not touch it or do you hope that it helps and then you can get to doing other things or do you try a bunch of natural things and lay on the couch with ice and heat all day and not get anything done like there's so many different options so you decide that you're just going to try to go back to sleep you go back to sleep you wake up you feel a little bit better, but you're still kind of nauseous and dizzy. And now you're debating like, are you nauseous and dizzy because of the migraine and the pain? Or are you nauseous and dizzy because now it's noon and you haven't eaten anything or drank anything all day? So then you're like, okay, well, I now have had to figure out what I can stomach and not puke up, make sure I get some electrolytes in me to maybe help with some of the dizziness. And but moving around makes you worse. So you have to limit what you're going to do. And it just spirals from there. And then there's the option of like, his alarm goes off and it doesn't really hurt your head. Like, yes, it's annoying, but it doesn't hurt your head as much. Like you can kind of feel it, but not really. So then you go back to bed, your alarm goes off and you feel like your version of great. And you're like, hey, I'm going to get so much done today because I feel good today. I'm in pain per usual. I'm a little bit dizzy per usual. I got a little bit of ringing in my ear, mostly per usual, but I feel relatively okay. So then you get up and you're like, hey, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to respond to messages. I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to meal prep, do all the things. And then partway through your morning routine, you start heading downhill fast. And then it's the whole debate again, like, what do you do? Do you take the meds? Because if you take the strong meds and you can, you know, cut it off before it gets really bad, then that's good. But what if you're wasting the strong meds? Because what if it wasn't going to get bad? So maybe taking the less strong meds is a good idea. But then if that doesn't help, then you have to wait four hours to take the stronger meds and then you have to suffer in pain for four hours and you can't get anything done. And it's just, it's a tough decision. And what should you do? 
or you feel relatively okay and you're like, hey, I've gotten a lot of stuff done on days where I don't feel as good. I'm just going to enjoy the day of feeling relatively okay. I'm going to read because my vision isn't that blurry and I'm not that dizzy. And so I can read because I'm not as shaky. I can hold the book and not have the words be blurred and I'll enjoy reading. So I'm going to read. And I'm going to listen to some music at a little bit of a higher volume because it's not hurting my head. And so then you're doing all that and then your sister-in-law calls you or a friend calls you up or writes you and says, hey, I would love to get together and do stuff later. And you're thinking you feel relatively good. So that's great. But then you have to decide, do you continue reading and doing things that may make you feel worse later on and risk having to cancel with the other person? Or do you then just sit around? And even if you do sit around and not do anything, really, besides maybe like watch TV with some blue light glasses on or something, then maybe you still will feel worse. So what do you do? Do you not do what you really want to do in hopes that you can do something later on or do you just chill and not really do much of anything in hopes that it just doesn't get worse on its own and there are multiple other situations like that where you may start hearing ringing in your ear and you start bumping into things and then go oh I have a silent migraine coming on I think because those are some of the signs And then it's the whole debate again. Do I drink some electrolytes and eat some food? Maybe that will help. Or do I take meds? Do I do this? Do I not get the stuff done that I need to do? Do I use the energy that I have and the spoons that I have to clean the house and make sure that when my husband comes home, you know, he doesn't have to worry about that. Do I make dinner so he doesn't have to worry about that, even though he's amazing and great and is not going to be upset if the house doesn't get clean one week, maybe even two weeks. And if he has to cook dinner when he comes home, like he's amazing and great and he's going to be understanding and compassionate. But you want to make sure because you're not working, you're going to feel guilty if you don't get like your job done essentially. So do you spend your energy on that or do you spend your energy on taking care of yourself and making sure that you do the things that you need to do to maybe feel better and then you'll have extra energy to be able to do things or to take care of yourself just because sometimes it's important to take care of yourself. Do some skincare, do a hair mask, um, take a shower that's maybe a little bit longer than just washing your body and rinsing apple cider vinegar rinse in your hair, whatever it may be. And imagine this is your life where you have to decide how you're going to use your spoons and you never know when the spoons are just magically going to disappear essentially because you may wake up and feel like you've got 12 spoons for the day and then you do your morning routine. And instead of the normal two that may take from you on an average day, it then takes four. And then you're like, oh, well now I can't do anything more. And sometimes you may know like what triggers it. Like maybe I played my music a little bit too loud and that bothered my head. Or maybe I read too long, that made it worse. Maybe I, um, took too long of a walk. Maybe I didn't drink enough water and stayed out in the sun too long. Maybe I didn't eat soon enough and I went too long without food. Maybe the towel on my head 
was a little bit too tight and pulled the hair too much and that caused a migraine. Maybe the clip in my hair needs to be readjusted. Maybe I need to go to the chiropractor. Maybe my I did something and my neck is out or maybe I did something and when my hip popped, it made it so that, you know, there's a you know, a domino effect and that now is causing my head to hurt because my spine is more off than normal. And sometimes you may be able to know like what it is that is going to fix it. Essentially, sometimes you may know what um, you can do or what you did do to cause it. And other times you have absolutely no idea. And you never know from one day to the next how you're going to feel from one moment to the next how you're going to feel. And so planning your life, especially say you're somebody that really enjoys planning. And not only is it fun for you, but it helps your mental health. And you can still plan, but there you have to be okay with more flexibility than you as a person would like. And you love having people want to hang out with you and make plans with you. But even last minute plans, sometimes you then have to cancel and then you feel guilty because you're not spending time with people. You don't want them to think that you don't want to spend time with them. And you don't want to them to stop inviting you because you have to cancel. But you also sometimes feel guilty when they do invite you because if you have to say no or if you then have to cancel last minute, you feel like they're going to hate you even though that's irrational by most standards because those type of people, you know, you're not going to hang around because those are just mean people who are going to get upset at you for having to cancel and not understanding. And also imagine that you are the type of person that loves to do anything from spontaneous stuff, planning trips months in advance, planning gatherings months in advance, and then getting excited for them. And you used to be the type of person that would work all the time and would drive people places. And now even driving sometimes causes you to not be able to function. And all of that is just gone. And while you're still you, you also feel like so much of you is not there anymore. And imagine not knowing if that's ever going to get better. But also wanting to be able to be there for people and be there for your husband and yourself. And you want to pour into other people. But sometimes you don't even have the energy and capability to know if you can pour into yourself that day. It's not easy. And while I'm not recording this episode to gain sympathy or for people to be like, oh, poor Abigail, or we feel so bad for you and anything like that, because honestly, not to say that I know that those people don't mean well when they say that. And if you are listening to this and you've said that to me before, like, please don't think that I'm upset with you for saying that. But sometimes it can make me feel like a child or like less than I don't know if that makes any sense but like I don't know I just I'd I honestly would rather people say something along the lines of that really stinks I'm sorry you have to deal with that and 
you know, I can't understand, I can't relate, but I'm here if you want to talk about it. Something like that is more encouraging than, oh, poor you. Oh, you poor thing. Bless your heart. You have to deal with that. And I don't know. Or like say something like the people in my life that have said things like this, I appreciate you more than you know. Like, you know, some people may be like, oh, I had such a bad headache yesterday and I didn't have the energy to do anything. And I can't imagine being you and having a headache all the time and being in this much pain constantly and not knowing from one minute to the next how you're going to feel and then still doing all that you do, still pouring into other people, still trying to be a positive light for other people and while, and you know, being real and raw and authentic and not lying and saying, you know, my life is dandy and, you know, because that's not healthy either. Like we shouldn't lie to ourselves or to other people about our lives to come across as positive, but there also is ways to find positives within your bad circumstances. And so people that say things like that to me, they're like, wow, you know, you go through so much and yet you still show up and it's inspiring. And that type of stuff is more, way more encouraging than, like I said, people that go, oh, poor you, um, you know, you've been through so much, bless your heart. And like I said, I know the people that say those things. And if you're listening and you've said those things, I know that you mean well. I know that they mean well and I'm not upset by it. But just think about what I just said. <laughs> Either next time you're talking to me or someone else with chronic illness, it's it comes across kind of like belittling in my opinion, even though it may not be intended that way. And I know that certain people in my life do not intend it that way. But just so you know, that's at least to me how it comes across the majority of the time. But anyways, this episode is going to be also kind of short and sweet. I think the last episode that I recorded that came out last week um, that was announcing that we are now on multiple platforms um, was around 16-ish minutes, I think, maybe 17. So this is also one of the shorter episodes, but I just wanted to get that out there and just give you a little bit of insight into what it's like living with chronic health stuff. And I know that there are so many people that have more chronic health things than me who may be like paralyzed or not be able to even walk or not be able to use, you know, their hands or their arms or whatever. So I know to some degree I have it super easy. And I also am so blessed to have so many amazing people in my life that are compassionate and understanding and don't make me feel bad when I have to cancel things. And I have an amazing husband, like I said, that while yes, if I were to just sit around all the time and, you know, for a couple of weeks, while I felt good and just still sat around, he probably would be like, uh, what's going on? Like, is your mental health not okay? Like what's going on with you? But he knows that I try to do my best to get stuff done. And if I don't get things done, that means I don't feel well. Or if he comes home and I'm watching house shows, I tend to watch house shows when I don't feel good. And I think I talked about that in the last Spoonie Life episode that I did. 
And he knows that if he comes home and I'm watching house shows or if I've got ice on my heat, I have ice on my heat, ice on my neck and heat on my head or vice versa and laying on the couch, sometimes even asleep on the couch, like he knows that I really didn't feel well or really don't feel well. And um, anyways, like I said, I just wanted to share that with you guys to give you a little bit of insight, whether you know me or not, um, especially for those of you that don't know me. And if there ever is a time where there's a week without episodes or a couple weeks without episodes, um, it may be because I didn't feel up to recording that week or I didn't feel up to recording the couple weeks before. And so I don't have as much content to as backup or whatever it may be, especially um, in the wintertime and whatever, when there's allergies and colds going around more that um, if I get sick, I probably will not be recording, which means on top of, you know, the general migraines and stuff that I deal with that may prevent me from recording. If I also feel sick, that may make it so that there's times without podcast episodes coming out. I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. I'm hoping to have like extra stuff recorded when I do feel good so that I am able to still put out consistent content. But just know that if I don't, some weeks that this hopefully will explain a little bit of insight into why. But since this episode will be published at the beginning of October, um, happy October. I hope that you all have an amazing one and I cannot wait for you to hear the episode that's going to come out this Friday with um, Libby from Love Justice. I am so excited and happy that I was able to get that episode done and um, Libby, if you happen to listen to this, know that I am so grateful for you for um, giving me some of your time and I can't wait for all the listeners to be able to hear um, more about the organization and how they can get involved and how they can help. And anyways, I am going to get off of here, but I love you all. As always, you are loved. You are worth it. You are priceless. And I will talk to you all later.